0: Everybody needs a little boost in the middle of their week. I'm glad you're joining us. My name is Gabe Colstad with Westside Community Church, and we're here with the Midweek Motivation episode of the Westside Podcast, where we just try to offer some short, practical help to get you going in the middle of your week and keep you positive and encouraged and energized, give you some ideas and tips for growing in your life and in your faith. This month, we're focusing in on some practical next steps out of our weekend teachings in our Stranger Things series, kind of going back into the vault pull up some of our best content. So let's jump in.
1: In high school, I met the wrong guy and I ended up getting raped, brutally raped and pregnant out of it. And my mom disowned me because of that. She was so humiliated by me and she didn't know what happened. Nobody knew what happened. And she kicked me out and I was now homeless traumatized and scared out of my mind and I fell onto my abuser for a place and so I underwent years of abuse I mean physical mental emotional sexual it was traumatic on every level I had the honor enough to graduate nine months pregnant but still I was at the hands of this person who was just changing my life. And when my daughter was about six months old, I got away and I was safe. And that was the change for me. And I got safe and worked on myself. I got in a homeless shelter and I started my first job and, and I started working on me, but I never worked on me. Like I never told anybody about what happened to me. I just, I just kept it quiet. So while I was going on doing what I'm supposed to do, cause I'm a mom and doing the best that I can do, I'm not healing. So I'm constantly hurting myself with life and with people and not learning from my choices. And then at 21, I end up meeting the sweetest guy I thought and end up getting brutally raped by his dad. So much so that I, I lost a lot of my front teeth from the assault and I never told anyone about that. In fact, I was humiliated in town and it was flipped on me that I was this person I wasn't. And so it put me in eight years of hell. I tried to commit suicide. I just, the weight was so much, no one, no one understood, nobody cares. Nobody cares, I thought. and. I just had hid these two traumas for so long.
0: Heavy stuff. That is Bree Vaughn, and you're gonna hear the rest of her story in a little bit. Bree's joining us online this morning from Yam Hill, Oregon. And uh, if you're joining us online, we welcome all of you. As well, And thank you for everybody who's here on site today as we're in our series called At Your Best, part two. We started today with a pretty heavy story. And some of you might have a pretty heavy story. Some of you might not have a heavy story like that. But I know that you've been fighting battles in your own life. And I know that there is something that you want right now. And you, you, you maybe don't know how to get it. All of us really, what we really want is what today's message is titled. We want to be happy and healthy, right? You want to be happy and you want to be healthy. And there's a lot of obstacles to that in life. Some of those we bring on ourselves. Some of those other people inflict upon us. And some of those things are just part of being a human being in a fallen world. And I want to help all of us today to understand a little bit about what God wants in our lives. Because I think we're all gonna be pleasantly surprised to discover that he also wants us to be happy and healthy and that he's provided a way to do that. And, and we can find joy again. We can find health again. In this series, At Your Best, we started out last week talking about the subject of faith. And today we're gonna to be talking about the subject of health. Health, not just, um, when you think of health, you might think of one compartment of it. And what we know about health is there's different kinds, right? It's really a holistic view of your body, your mind, and your soul. It's physical health. It's mental health. It's emotional health. We know that right now there's a massive mental health crisis happening in almost every sector of our lives. Right. And, and so we should be alert and aware to the fact that we need to be healthy, that we're we're probably not going to coast into health. We're probably not going to just automatically just accidentally end up being healthy people. The only healthy people that I know are people who are very, very intentional about these three parts of their lives their physical health, their mental health, their emotional health. And I want to read you a verse from the Bible that I think will help us to go, yeah, this is how God really feels about you and me. It's in 1 John 3 2. John, by the way, the Apostle John uh, wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. There are these little tiny epistles at the end of the new Testament. And if you want, if you're like, man, I just don't know where to start reading the Bible. I'm looking for a really short book. Read first, second, or third John, uh, cause they're super short, but they're very encouraging. First John is so encouraging. It's just five little chapters that are so encouraging. Chapter three, verse two says this, it says beloved. And that's John's kind of like M O. He's like, I love you. <laughs> that's like the first thing he'll say to people. I love you. And he says that to us right here. The person I, I love you. He goes, beloved. I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in what? Good health, that you may be in good health. Why would he care about that? Why would he say those words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit, written down as scripture, adopted as scripture for the last 2,000 years? Why would he say that to us? Why would God say, I want you to be in good health? And he says, as it goes well with your soul. Ooh, I like those words. As it goes well with your soul. And I don't know if if you've asked yourself the question lately, how's it going with your soul? How is your health? How good is your health? How are you feeling right now? Because you can't be at your best if you're not in good health physically, mentally, and emotionally. And we're going to talk today about like all of that. I'm not here to be a health coach today. I'm not a health coach You probably know that based on my own personal confessions from time to time. (laughs) But here's what I am going to do. I want to help you develop such a reason, such a conviction that your health matters to God, that you will have an undeniable fire burning inside of you to pursue this aspect of life. I want to help you anchor in on the reason why this is so important. The reason why it matters so much right now that you pursue health, that you become fully healthy, happy and healthy. It matters so, so, so much. I have a couple of favorite quotes I want to share. One is by a guy named Jim Rohn, and he said this. He said, it's hard to do well when you don't feel well. And I love that. I think that's so true. When you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling well, it's hard to do well that day, right? And sometimes we skip past all of the, you know, we just go like, oh gosh, I'm just going to have to grin and bear it today. The only problem is we're bearing it, but we're not grinning And everybody can see that, you know? So sometimes I go, at the end of the day, I always do this like reflection at the end of the day. And I'm, and it's kind of like evaluate how the day went. And sometimes like, man, I blew it. You know where I blew it? In the first 15 minutes of the day. By not stopping and insisting that I get in the right mindset, by not drinking that extra glass of water before I have my seventh cup of coffee, by not fueling with something healthy in my body, by not reflecting on some scripture, so that my mind is right, you know, I, I can look back at the end of the day and go like, I see where I went wrong. It was in the first 15 minutes of the day because I wasn't prepared for today. I didn't get myself healthy for today. And uh, it's hard to do well if you don't feel well. Uh, another thing I was thinking about, you know what? If you, if you think about like how to stay on track in life, you can, you can honestly mess up one day and, st- and still stay on track. Isn't that true? You can have a bad day and stay on track, Right. It is hard to have a bad week and stay on track. So it's kind of like, it's what we repeat that becomes the tone of our life. And if, if you're not in a rhythm of building some habits that are really healthy, let me invite you to something that's happening on Wednesday night, this week, seven o'clock, it's called Personal Growth Webinar. We're gonna look at five critical aspects of your life. We're gonna talk about essentially how to get healthy in those five areas, how to be at your best in those five areas, and I wanna invite you, it's free, seven o'clock this Wednesday. You can sign up on the app right now or on your connection card. And I'm really excited. I'm not claiming I'm a health coach, but I've been through a lot of health coaching and I'm gonna share some of the things I've learned and how we can really be at our best. And I get to be joined by Steve Barker, who's gonna be my co-host, which is gonna be a, a really fun time. So I hope you'll be there with us. Here's another favorite quote that I have about this subject. It's this from Joe Aldrich. He said, our bodies and souls are so closely linked together that they catch each other's diseases. Ooh, how true that is. Our bodies and souls are so closely linked together that they catch each other's diseases. It's important that we be healthy in every area of our lives. And did you know, by the way, did you know that the United States is ranked right now, how many countries are there in the world? I think it's 195, right? We are ranked right now as the 10th most unhealthy country in the world right now. Why would that be? We have more money than anybody else. We have more health clubs than anybody else. We have more freedom than anybody. Why are we the 10th most unhealthy country in the world? Maybe it's not all about what's out there. Maybe it's about what's going on in here. And we probably need to pause and take a look at that and go, "God help me today to become a healthier person so I can be at my best." So, Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20, which is in your notes, and it's really one of, the, one of the key places in Scripture where the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church at Corinth, it's in the New Testament, and he's, he's writing this letter, and he's concerned for the welfare of this group of people because they actually happen in, to live in a city where it's sort of tough to be healthy. I mean, there's a lot going on in Corinth in the first century AD. And so there's all kinds of unhealthy relationship patterns happening. There's lots of, you know, in terms of consumption of things that are unhealthy. There's all the stuff that you and I deal with, right? And so he says this to them in 1 Corinthians chapter six, verses 19 through 20. He says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. I find it interesting that he stops with body. He doesn't say with your mind, your emotions, you know, your physical, mental, emotional health. But what we do see in scripture, when Paul talks about your body, he's referring to the thing that facilitates the rest of your life. And so in other places in the New Testament, he talks about your body, but he's really referring to your whole life. So I look at this and go, sure, he's talking about my body, but inside my body resides my mind and my emotions as well. And so he's saying, uh, uh, you need to glorify God, you need to honor God with your body for some very important reasons. He's talking about health here, and, and he goes, here's why. So I wanna spend the rest of our time talking about why your health matters so much to God. Why does he care so much about your health? You know, when you're listening to Bree's video a few minutes ago, and you start thinking about that poor girl, right? And you go, oh, I can't, I, I cannot believe that that happened to somebody. I cannot believe that a human being would take it upon themselves to ruin the life of another human being. I can't can't even fathom the selfishness of that act. The good news that we're gonna share a little bit later is that that's not the end of Bree's story. And maybe you're in a place right now where you're going, I have so messed up my life, my health, I, I, I can't, there's no redemption now. There's no reason to get healthy now. Might as well just like go out this way. That is so not true. Every story is redeemable. Every person is valuable. And if God didn't care about you, he wouldn't have written these words in here that go like, look, you are important to me. Your health is important to me. So I wanna, I wanna spend a few minutes talking about why your health matters to God. And here's the first thing. You would write this down in your notes if you're taking notes today. First thing, number one is because he lives in you. Paul told us that. He lives right there in you. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Bible promises that when you believe, you receive a gift called the Holy Spirit, that God literally moves in. I love the, the Christmas story. I love Christmas in general. Kind of sick of the rain, but um, you know I'm kind of ready for summer in that regard. But I wish we could have Christmas all year long, but just have sun, sunshine. Um, I love Christmas because we learn about how God became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what Jesus, you know, he was the Messiah, the savior. He, he was born of a virgin. He became uh, flesh. He was born as a little baby. And it says, another version of John chapter one says he moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> I just love that. And in an even better twist of fate, he gave us himself. We're gonna look more at that in a minute. It matters who lives there. Recently, my family got a chance to see something that I never thought we'd see that uh, was a super, super surprise to our kids when we were on a road trip and we stopped by Michael Jackson's childhood home. Check it out. There it is. All 672 square feet of it. Uh, It's probably in much, much nicer shape in Gary, Indiana right now than it was when he lived there. Uh, when he was born in 1958. The family actually bought this house in 1950. It had been built one year before. They bought it for $8,500 in Gary, Indiana. 11 Jackson family members lived in this 672 square foot home, and uh, they lived there for a while, you know? And then when things popped off with the Jackson Five, they moved where else? L.A. Uh, but the interesting thing is how the, how did 11 people live in 672 square feet? That's about the size of my garage. And, uh, I don't know what your size of house is, but it's probably not 672 square feet with 11 people in it. And they made it work. You know, you can go up to the fence and there's all these, there's these posters there with all people writing all this stuff. We actually pulled up there and there were three black vehicles there. One was a Land Rover. We're like, is a Jackson family member here right now? Somebody was inside the house and we we're just wondering who was there. But it's so interesting to look at that. Why, why do all these people go to that tiny little house in this really gross town, Gary, Indiana? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a great place to live right now. But why do people go there? Because the King of Pop lived there. You know, what makes that place special is who lived there. And sometimes you and I, would look at our life and go like, man, look at my body. It's only 672 square feet, <laughs> whatever. You know, uh, it's nothing special. Look, it's a plane and, you know, there's much nicer other houses of bodies. And, you know, you look at yourself and you go, I'm just nothing. And you could look at that house and go, that house is nothing. Who cares? Michael Jackson lived there. And that's how people felt about that house. You know, and so I wanna just tell you today that, you know, you're valuable because the king lives there. That's what makes you valuable. That's what makes you special. The king lives there. Why would he choose a home if he didn't think it was valuable? Why did he choose to live in you? Thank you so much for joining us for a little midweek motivation. I hope you have a great week. I want to just ask you to do two quick things. Number one, would you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of the content we want to help you with in the coming weeks. And secondly, consider popping by a Westside service either on site right here in our Portland, Oregon area campus or uh, online. And you can find out more either way about our Sunday services at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We'll see you soon.